Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Station of IMG, America's home for college sports. Live from Jake and Joe's in Waltham, this is the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and you can get caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light, famous among friends. Also sponsored by Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you. And by Village Bank, your village your bank now it's time to talk bc football with the head coach steve adazio here's the voice of the eagles john meter perel from the jump it was a dominant performance in charlottesville virginia on saturday afternoon as the boston college eagles improved to four and four and two and three in the acc with a 41 to 10 victory it's great to have you with us everybody welcome to another edition of the bc football show from jake and joe's in Waltham, Coach Adazio, you're on the you're on the center circle, and it feels good to be here. I know after that type of performance, Pete Cronin here as well. We were talking throughout the broadcast. I said to Pete, "This is the perfect formula for Boston College. Every department was a check mark. You guys dominated in all phases. When you watched the, uh, upon further review script, when you watched the video, did it seem like you guys just dominated in everything? Well, I think um, we made a lot of plays. You know for sure." And uh, I thought all three phases did a really good job. And, uh, you know, we held them on defense. We held them the, you know, under 200, some small 200 yards, under 100 yards rushing. On offense, we had over 500 yards. I forgot what the stats totally were right now, but two-something running, two-something passing. And, uh, you know, we made big plays in the run game, the throw game, vertically, horizontally. And uh, a lot of guys contributed. So thought the quarterback played at a high level and uh it was a good performance you know and i think uh as we talked about you know with the quality of the schedule we've played has been tough on us but in the same breath you know it's prepared us for those games yeah and it's also scoring on four straight possessions i can't imagine the confidence dose everybody gets on the sideline from that including the coaching staff every play you call was a good one anthony brown was on the on fire throughout the game ACC Rookie of the Week, a couple National Rookie of the Week awards today, well-deserved. He stepped up to another plan, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he, you know, I thought he played at a high level, um, and uh, it was exciting to see, and uh, I think exciting for our team, you know, uh, offensively. I know that it was, you know, uh, first time in school history that we scored over 40 points in two consecutive games, first time since we've been in the ACC. We've been over 500 yards offense in two ACC games. Um, we got a lot of things going on right now. We're fourth in the country in terms of plays we've run. We have the fewest or fifth in the country in terms of fewest penalties. We have 13 sacks on the season, which ranks us pretty highly. I think we're like 13th in the country there. So there's some good categories that you want to look at right now where things are starting to happen for us. Now, of course, we're heading into a game this week against Florida State, and they're really, really outstanding on defense. I mean, they really are. I mean, no one's really moving the ball exceptionally well except the freak from Louisville. You know, he... 
he was able to make some plays <laughs> last week, but we've seen that up close and personal. Um, but um, I just think that uh, we got to continue to gel and continue to grow, and that's a nice thing to see right now. Now, I think <clears throat> where you were early in the season with injuries to key positions, you made a great line talking about your center. You had a great line. You said, you know, back in, back in September, I wasn't too excited about having a, center, a freshman center. I'm kind of liking that now. Now, and that, that is collectively, you're seeing these guys who are forced into service early are really maturing before our eyes in a, in a lot of different positions, quarterback, linebacker, center. I mean, there, there is some guys that are really elevating their play. Yeah, I mean, guys are playing their best ball, you know, on defense. Uh, uh, Kevin Bletzer, John Lamont, they're, they're blossoming, playing their best ball. Um, you know, our back end played really well. Our defensive front's been consistently playing well on offense. Um, you know, John Hillman and A.J. Dillon are playing their best ball. The tight ends are certainly playing their best ball. The line's gelling. And then when you think about the young players uh, on offense, the apex of the offense, if you will, you know, you got Anthony Brown, who's, I forgot what the stat exactly is right now with him in terms of quarterbacks in the country, but uh, he's top three freshmen in the country at quarterback. AJ's uh, at running back in the top four in the country. You know, Kobe White is, you know, up there in the country. The center is really coming along, and really he's a right tackle. But, I mean, it's, you know, those are all great signals of of a really fun, exciting future here. And then the guys that we aren't having coming back this year will be back next year. And so that'll just add to that total. So that's all, that's all very, very exciting. But, you know, we're in the here and now right now. And the here and now, when you're dealing with young players and inexperienced sometimes, is you can, ha- you can ride a roller coaster a little bit, you know. And to think that we're not going to do that is probably naive. Um, but if we can continue to keep moving forward, that's a really good thing, obviously. And the ingredients are there. We just got to have a level of consistency in terms of making plays. I mean, we, we people say, "Well, I hear you say make plays all the time, make plays." Well, we made some plays. You made more than they did. Yeah, a lot more. I mean, we kept the chains moving. We, you know, and, and 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 this is the byproduct of that. And we've had the same opportunities earlier in the season against Virginia Tech, duly documented. We could have done the same thing. We just didn't make those same plays, and they weren't miraculous plays that had to be made. We, but we didn't make them. We made a, we, the last couple of games. We've made them. We got to continue to do that. Yeah, you know, thirteen chunk plays, twenty yards or more, season high, one of the top uh, numbers in the last couple of years. The ex- the explosiveness factor, which you've been talking about all year, you, you felt like you were close. Yeah. It seems like Saturday you got there, and yeah. I know it takes a lot of different operations in order to get there. But why did you get there? I mean, I, you know, I think. Listen, everybody's got to pull together, but. You know, the quarterback is an important piece of that thing. He played a really good game. I mean, yeah. just, just look at the team we're playing this week. And, and, and what a spectacular, what a talented team, okay? Yep. They're just super talented. But they took a hard blow. They lost their quarterback early in the year, right? And they were playing with a true freshman inexperienced guy. And, and even at, with that level of talent that they have, that's sent them reeling. So it just gives you some perspective on how important that position is. And, you know, we have a young guy that's, you know, that's, that, that, that's putting it together. And, and, and it seems like, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, Tom Brady at that level or the boats come up with that tide, you know what I mean? And, 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 and it's a pretty cool thing. So it's in, that position can't be understated, right. you know, and, and, and it's huge. Yeah. And the impact that it has. Now, you have to have other pieces, but... It, 
I think that's a pretty big piece right there. Well, I, we did get, gave out a game ball Saturday, and I gave the offensive coordinator the game ball. Yeah, good. And it was a little bit off script. They didn't expect that. But, <laughs> but uh, the, doing what, kind of what you had prescribed, get them off balance early, do all the right things, make them play the whole field, yeah. run them hard, you know, just and, and the ability of this team – quick strike capability, which is kind of a, a little bit of an epiphany, something we hadn't seen. Right. But the ability of this team to, to engineer long drives without making that mistake. You talk about the penalties, very low penalties. To the, you know, that Most offenses don't have the discipline to put a 12-play drive together. Right. And you had a couple of them. Yeah. So there's another piece of the puzzle that seems to be falling into place. And we didn't, we couldn't do it just with dominating run game. We, we, you know, I mean, quite frankly, we felt like we could have run the ball better, but they were so loaded in the oh, box yeah. that, you know, our short passing game and then our slip screens and a vertical pass game and just nakeds moving a pocket, you know, we did enough things to get them off balance, but, you know, they were bound and determined to hang in there and pack that box up. And, and, and so we still rushed for a couple hundred, although a big chunk came on Thaddeus's um, perimeter run, but... I just think that, you know, we have to have this ability that, okay, you want to do that, we're going to go over here. Or you right. want to be over here, we're going to go over here, so to speak. And, you know, Scott did a great job mixing and matching. And, you know, we, we, we had our, as we've talked about here, our specials or whatever, you, gadgets, whatever you want to call them. Diverse you know, place. Different, yeah. You know, we threw the flea flicker. And, <laughs> Why you know, not? And we, <laughs> and we, no, they, they, don't worry. The guys down <laughs> in Tallahassee are practicing that right now. Well, I mean, we're going to continue to do those things you know we have to create um you know explosives like that you know uh we're not a huge option team right now you know for 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 some reasons but so we're doing it in different forms and, and we're going to continue that's not going away now and your defense remains opportunistic yep you're picking passes off you got yep. 12 tied for first in the acc lucas dennis has five john lamont looks like he's really established himself as a great linebacker at the moment uh so guys are coming on on that side too that's going to be very very enthusiastic for you to see those guys develop every week here's what we're doing on defense we're playing listen we're playing team defense and team it's boston college football it's not some certain defense or something you know i just don't believe in that right i mean we can play coverage we can pressure we can stop the run you know with 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 a four-man rush right i mean but it's taken quite some time to do that we were a very heavy man coverage blitz team and that had some great bonuses to it statistically but then we'd be into that conversation about yeah you know we were great except for these six plays yeah but those six plays cost you the game what good is those six plays do you you know we can make them go the long hard field we're learning how to play coverage i'm just telling you we're learning how to play coverage now yep. and that's a that's a new addendum that's going on for us right now and it's a little different but it's a really good thing and and i think what i love about our locker room at the end of the game is we walk into that locker room and it is a three phase all in team win and everyone feels like offense defense special teams we all had to put the oars in the water and row to get the win and, and, and it's a cool deal, and, 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 and that's what I believe in, and, and philosophically. And, um, and I love this chemistry that's there right now. All for one, one for all, bring the best out in each other, belief in each other. If one's down, the other will pick it up, and right. it's just the way a family or a team operates, and I like the direction we're going in there a lot. Yeah, complimentary football seemed to be you know, back to a couple of games earlier. 
you had flashes of brilliance, but it wasn't complimentary. The other, the other facet of the game didn't elevate to where they needed to be to pull off. Now you've got your kicking game is creating a long field, or they are creating a short field. You're you're able to execute explosives, which are, which is something you haven't seen a lot of. You're low penalty count, your defensive. Hey, that was a that was a high-flying offense they matched up against last week. Those right. guys had big numbers. Yeah. And we were talking to our, our, our colleagues next door who were calling the Virginia game, and they were saying, BC couldn't handle the man coverage. And they couldn't handle the man coverage because the quarterback had someone in his, in his grill all day. I mean, it was, it was just very – Virginia couldn't handle it. Yeah, they couldn't handle it because yeah. this guy, you know, he, he didn't know what to do. He, you know, so yeah. everything was out of sync, but it was really, to your point, very, very – the pieces are all, you know, yeah. it's like a finely tuned engine. I mean, we're, we're not there yet. We all know that, right? But we're making progress. And and and, uh, and and I like the direction of the progress, which is team-orientated, like you said, which is like you said something in there that people maybe don't understand or realize as much is that, yes, the quarterback was very unsettled because he was there was a lot of pressure on him without necessarily pressuring him. It was four-man rush pressure. It right. was... Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things going on, keeping them in the pocket, forcing them. And there's a lot of subtle things there. And then all of a sudden, they're taking shots down the field and taking shots against too deep sometimes, sometimes man. I mean, it's a mixture. And we just got to keep doing that stuff, you know. And not every time does it work out perfect by any stretch of the imagination, you know. But, but for the last couple of weeks, we've seen certainly a much higher level of consistency against, you know, Good talent and good teams, uh, and, and, and that's that's important. And you're doing it, too. You did it on Saturday without a hobbled Harold Landry. Uh, right. What right. does he project towards this week? That's a good question. I mean, Harold's still hurting right now. Um, you know, where exactly he'll be by the end of the week, uh, the same, better. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that right now, but he's certainly not where, you know, he's not, he's not 100% by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, Wyatt Ray stepped up, and Wyatt Ray's playing at a high, high level. You know, Zach Allen's been playing at a high level. So, you know, it's just kind of like I told you guys, I think, you know, kind of it's almost like you're kind of getting leathered and scarred to it a little bit. It's kind of like, okay, well, here we go. We just roll on to the next guy now, you know. And, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, we are paper thin, though. I mean, you know, that's a fact. Yeah. So, you know, we can't handle uh, a rash of injuries right now. And, um, and, again, I say it again, we are playing a very high-level team here on Saturday. And people will look and say, ah, yeah, but their record, and I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they lost their quarterback and all that, and they were a little discombobulated with that. But they've got players. Uh, and on defense, whew, man, I'll tell you what, a good-looking football team. There's no one really running the ball on them. I mean, you put yeah. the tape on, you're trying to say, okay, who's really run the ball well? No one's really running it well on them. I mean, there's a few herky-jerky runs, a couple of deep. Miami threw a couple shots down the field. I mean, there's some of that stuff going on. You know, Lamar Jackson made a series of about seven, eight, nine, ten plays on them like he does everybody. And But um, I tell you, they, 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 there's a lot of NFL players on their team right now. That's the best way I can say it. And you look at that record, if if you just take a little close look at it, they're losing games. They lose them close, and oh, yeah. they're losing to good good teams. You lose to North Carolina State, you lose to Miami, you lose to Alabama, and, and they're in everything. They're in all these games. They just haven't been able to turn the track. They're snake right. bit. Well, it's just probably. I mean, I, I mean, 
you know, they took a major blow. I mean, that's a major hit, oh, that's right? A huge hit. We've ta- we, we've duly documented the fact of how yes. important that position is, and and you know, uh, but they too are on the verge of exploding with a young quarterback. It's only a matter of time before that happens, right? So, hopefully, it's not Friday night in Boston. All right, sounds good. Good enough, I'll tell you. It was a heck of a game on Saturday in Charlottesville. Lots to talk about on the BC Football Show. Some special guests dropping by as well. Jake and Joe's in Waltham with the coach, Steve Adazio. We're back with more after this from Bletzer and Bletzer. The screen, caught by White, past the 30, could go at the 40. White on his horse, midfield, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. See you later. Touchdown, Boston College. Kobe White on third and five. And the Eagles have exploded for 16 in the first quarter. An unbelievable first quarter of football. Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter Perel. And welcome back, everybody, to Jake and Joe's in Waltham for the BC Football Show. The explosive Kobe White slip screen took it to the house. 76 yards. He was untouched. He looked like Cronin in the open field back in the heyday. I would have got about a six yards on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you think they would have caught Cronin? No. No, no, no way. Uh, I mean, that was perfectly executed, Coach. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, really well blocked, and uh, Kobe did a great job accelerating. But I think Cronin might have beat him to the end zone. You know, Horse to the barn, man. I tell you what, yeah. find that extra step somewhere. That's it. I, w- I want to get it of excellence. We'll talk about Kobe in a second, but right now we're going to head to the phone lines. We have a special guest from the New York Giants and a BC legend, Mark Herzlick, joining us on the phone line. Mark, good evening. How you doing? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you here. And uh, I know you've been watching BC since you've been gone. You signed with the Giants in 2011. What do you think about the recent BC success? past two games have been nice. Uh, it's good to see 86 points go up in two games. It's, uh, it, it hasn't been like that for, well, I don't know if anyone's put up 86 points in, in, in two weeks, but it's been, uh, it's been really fun to watch. And it's, uh, it's exciting. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it, Coach. I'm liking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Mark. Well, I'll tell you what, we all like it. That's a good thing. You know, we've yeah. got to find a way to keep it going. But as you know, you know, you're playing the Seminoles. Those yards get harder to come by. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep, it, <laughs> everything gets tougher, uh, especially when you're playing, you know, ACC rivals, but you proved it the past couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's exciting because I'm going to be able to see it live just coming up there this weekend, and so oh, I've got to see awesome. it in person. Oh, that's great. That would be fantastic. Well, that's yeah. excellent. Maybe somebody, our sideline, intrepid sideline reporter, Scott Mutrin, can find you on the side and have a little interview with you, get your perspective on things. Ooh, there you go. See, getting a plug in. How about Setting up, setting up the show. <laughs> no question about it. So let's talk about you for a minute. Uh, you're carving out a nice career down there with New York. Yeah, it's been. I've been uh, been very blessed. It's been, you know, uh, this is the seventh year I've been there, and you know, in the NFL you bounce around all the time, and you know, been able to stay in one spot, and you know, get some foundation here in Jersey, and it's been uh, married a BC girl, and man, it's it's, it's good from there. And, Mark, you had such an unbelievable career at BC, of course. Everybody knows that you came back from cancer and did an unbelievable job fighting it and beating it, and you were such an inspiration to so many, not only in the BC community but around the country, and you continue to be. 
Uh, when you look back on your career at Chestnut Hill, what comes to mind? Gosh, uh, I mean, you know, the games come to mind and different plays come to mind and, you know, the emotions and the feeling and, and you know, my roommates and, and, uh, and classes. I mean, classes are kind of the first thing I think of. <laughs> um, but, uh, In a good no, way, we hope. I... <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, but, no, it, it, first of all, that, so that stuff was, was great, but, um, you know, it's really, uh, when, I, when I did get sick, it was the camaraderie that not only my teammates showed me, but the entire school. Um, it, was, uh, it was a kind of a unifying uh, time for, for that school, and everybody came together, and we all kind of fought cancer together, which was a little bit of a, a strange concept, but uh, I always remember that, and, and since then, um, you know, it's, uh, I live right outside of New York, and, and every time I go into the city or I'm out in Jersey doing something out, there's always someone who went to BC, uh, and they're always friendly and they're always nice. And and you know, it's not just because you know I am me; it's because that's who who they are. Um, and so, you know, the camaraderie and the fellowship that BC alumni, um, as well as BC students, have that's that's really my biggest takeaway when you know when you look back and and you know the memories of the games are there and everything. But really, it's not it's not worth it unless you're, you're doing it with the guys you like to do it with. Now you got a, a lot of guys in the league right now from Boston College, and that was something I remember. I always looked for guys that I knew on the other roster. So do you, do you have a chance to at least go out and have a cup of coffee before kickoff with with some other for some of your alumni football alumni brethren? Yeah, no, it's great to. It, I, I love going going against them. I love playing against them, and um, you know we don't <laughs> we don't necessarily have a ton of time before games, um, but there's always you know a, a handshake and, and uh, you know calls and and you know we still got a bunch of group texts going and, and everybody's staying in touch so uh we we definitely feel um feel like a little bit of a brotherhood and also you know we're encouraged for other guys i find myself you know being excited on the inside for guys <laughs> on the other teams who make you know a good play we'll play you know luke and he'll make a nice tackle and i'm like yeah good for luke but don't tackle our guy <laughs> type thing so um so yeah you know we, we uh we definitely stay close throughout the years. Who were the guys that you were closest to when you were playing at Boston College, Mark? Um, so uh, I was Alex Albright was uh, was my roommate for four years, and um, you know he had a he had a great career on special teams, especially at Dallas, and then um, a couple of my you know close buddies uh, Chris Fox and Cody Beck, and um, really my whole class, uh, you know, Demik uh, Scafe and. And Thomas Claiborne and Ryan Lynn. I mean, all these guys uh, who I came in with, we have a real, real bond. And then, you know, it's interesting. I became uh, really close with Anthony Costanzo, um, you know, really towards the end of my time at BC. And we trained together for the, for the combine. And, and he's been a guy who's, you know, I, I've really loved watching in the NFL um, and make such an impact on, on his team. Mark Herzlick is our guest on the BC Football Show. Mark, you're injured now, you're on injured reserve. What's that process like for you? I'm sure it's, as an ultra-competitive person, that's going to be very difficult. And secondly, what's it like to play again for Bill McGovern, who's your coach with the Giants now? Well, for uh, you know, first, it, it, I love having Bill in the room, um, and you know, I'm biased because I already liked him, and he, I already knew how good a coach he was. Um, but you know, it's kind of cool to see that the other linebackers in the room love the guy, and they, you know, they'd run through a wall for him. And 
you know, as a coach, that's all you want. I mean, you, you like having good talent and smart guys, but, you know, guys who are willing to play for you, um, he definitely has that. And so, you know, it's, it's awesome to have him there. And then, you know, for IR this year, um, luckily my health is, is feeling good right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's tough not being, being out there playing, but uh, the coaching staff asked me if I could, you know, a lot of guys leave and, and go home or go, you know, wherever they're going um, during their IR year. And they asked me, you know, we'd love to have you stick around and have your leadership in the locker room and uh, have your brain in the meeting rooms. And so um, right now what I'm doing, I'm doing some cut-ups and some film work and, you know, present to the guys on Friday any things that, any tips that I, I found for the game or, or um, kind of, you know, key plays to identify um, that would be difficult for, you know, whatever play we, we've called. So been able to really stay involved with the team. And, um, you know, I'm not really the type to, you know, abandon ship. So, you know, even though I'm not able to play this year, um, you know, I'm still, uh, still have an NY on my helmet. So I, uh, I'll be, I'm, I'm there for them. Hey, Mark, what, let me ask you a question. What, when, when your playing days are over, what exactly mm-hmm. do you want to do uh, from that point forward career-wise? What, what interests do you have? Uh, well, that is a great question. So um, I've uh, uh, started some business on, um, you know, outside of football and, and getting into doing uh, some franchising. Um, and uh, that always interests me, building something. Uh, really kind of, you know, whether it's, in the business world or in football or um, whatever field is growing something um, and, uh, you know, having an imprint on it. So, you know, I, I don't see myself, you know, sitting behind a desk and, you know, uh, clocking timesheets, but, uh, you know, I, I would love to stay in football and, and whether it's through coaching or front office or, or, uh, you know, announcing or broadcasting, but in order to be able to build something uh, meaningful and have an effect on, I'm the people around me, um, and I know coaching is an unbelievable way to do that. So, you know, we'll see what kind of opportunities present themselves afterwards. Awesome. There's no doubt. Whatever he does, he will be successful. He's just uh, you have you certainly have the magic touch, Mark Erslick. And we just learned from Coach Gallup that your wife is expecting. Is that right? Congratulations. Oh well, well, thank you. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a you know a great process, and hopefully, you know, a future eagle. <laughs> Coach, can you offer a scholarship now? I sure can, because by the time that would happen, I'll be uh, put out the pasture. But I'm happy to offer that scholarship. You can bank it, Mark. In fact, you hold, you hold whoever it is accountable for that, that he was offered this morning or this afternoon right here, man. Sounds 60, good. Yeah, beautiful thing. Male or female, won't matter. Perfect. Done. Done deal. Remember it's that. It's going. Fun. It may not matter by then. So, what the hell, you know. <laughs> well, Mark, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you on Friday night at the Heights. And, uh, again, continued success and good luck rehabbing. All right. Thanks so much. Take care, Mark. Be safe. All right, Mark. Be right. Mark Herslick of the New York Giants, former BC legendary linebacker. It's funny, Coach, when he came here, Pete and I looked at each other and said, this guy has a nose for the ball. He's like a magnet. He's making every tackle. He's tracking down guys 20 yards down the field. And we hadn't seen that type of talent. Fast forward two years later, here comes Luke Keekley entering the door, and it's the same type same of guy. talent. Yeah. Yeah. They were oh. graced with those type of linebackers. Oh, yeah. Mark was a great player and tough and, you know, all ball and just really, you know, awesome. Yeah, yeah he was a terrific player. And we hope he 
Gets back on the field soon. This is the BC Football Show. Another NFL star, ex-NFL star, will join us coming up at Jake and Joe's and Waltham after this. Quarterback Lindell Stone for Virginia. And it's picked off by Lamont at the 40, to the 30. He can run all the way to D.C., to the 10, to the 5, to the touchdown. John Lamont has six for Boston College. One, two, knockout punch. How do you like that? Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter Burrell. BC, BC reveling after the 41-10 win over Virginia. We'll get back to that game in a moment, and I'll also preview the Florida State matchup Friday night at the Heights. But first things first, the guests keep on coming. It's BC Legend Night. Just spoke with Mark Herslick. And now it's time to speak with Gosder Sherilis. He is the man. An offensive lineman you got here now. An finally. offensive lineman. These are your people, Coach. Uh, there's no question. Yeah, I've known this guy since I was 16. Yeah. Gos, and you're Gos, still talking. Gos came out to Indiana. I was at Indiana coaching the offensive line. He came to our camp. And... Uh, I fell in love with him. Now. We had I mean, a blast. I mean, I we felt, remember up, down, hand out, stretch. We got guys getting in his stance. and, <laughs> and All the one-on-ones. <laughs> oh, man. I said to myself, oh, please, please, uh, BC, don't don't go on this guy. Give us a chance to get him, you know. I thought, you know, we had a shot. But then BC came in, and that was it. That was, that was cool. It was that cool, was a man. great football camp. Yeah. I had a great chance to learn from you. That was yeah. beautiful. That was fun. Thank you. What yeah. a great talent. What, what a great guy. What a, what a journey for guys to share this from Somerville High School. Yeah. And then coming to Boston College and then working your way into the first round of the NFL draft in 2008. What do you think about guys when you look back at your BC career? Uh, I think I did everything I wanted to do. You know, uh, when I first got to BC, we had guys like Dan Copen. Chris Neal, Matthias Kiwanukas, they kind of raised the bar. And as a freshman, young man, I had the opportunity to watch those guys work, you know, um, show me what it was like, and especially with Coach Brian being there at the time. As a young man, I knew I wasn't going to be able to, to do much for the team as far as, like, playing, but I knew with the class we had, we had about was it, 22 freshmen coming. We were, we were all extremely competitive. We we were hard workers, and uh, we just wanted to win games, and we bought in right away. It was one of those things to ask us to run through a wall. We asked how hard, you know, jump how high, because we believed in success, and we saw those guys, the way they were working. We were coming straight from high school, and my work ethic was just go as hard as you could, and hopefully it would be enough. And I got there, you had the chance to – Learn from a guy like Krishni. When you're working hard, it's not just working hard. Work hard with a purpose. What um, If it's your steps you're working on, it's not just taking the steps. Why are you taking them? It's not just, uh, you know, the head placement. He knows that language as he's shaking his head for an offensive lineman. But, you know, that's BC to me. Uh, BC taught me everything. And to show you guys what BC means to the rest of the world, two months after I was retired, and I got a phone call from um, the Oakland Raiders GM. And he asked me, are you really retired? And I said, yeah. I'm like, are you interested? He said, yeah. I can always use a BC offensive lineman. So that's <laughs> what BC was to yeah. me, you know. And even when I first, uh, at the Senior Bowl, when I had my interview with some of the teams, and I remember there was a gentleman by the name of Coach Wahop. Yeah. 
And uh, he said, you know where you're coming from? I said, yeah. He said, all right, then don't mess it up. That to me, that's, you know, that will, that's the bar. That's, those are all the steps I had to follow, some of the things I had to do. And on top of it all, I had my own pride, you know, my, my own work ethic. And it was just uh, the perfect fit for me. Yeah, you, you certainly made yourself. That was very well said. You made yourself into a first-round pick. It wasn't just an assumed Gazda Sherlis is going to be a – you weren't a five-star recruit. Coach Adazio loved you, but and BC got you, but you, you made yourself the player you were. He had gr- – Gaz had unbelievable talent and potential now. I mean, he really – I mean, in toughness and intelligence and work ethic. I saw that from a young high school guy. When I say – I fell in love with him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I fell in love with this guy, and that's why. So, like, this is a high, high-end player here. And BC got a tremendous person on top of it all, you know, which is fantastic. But uh, what ability, you know, unbelievable ability. So uh, uh, what a career you've had, man. Holy Thank you. cow. I mean, just fantastic. Really well, gosh, you, you brought it up, but there's been a long history of offensive linemen coming out of Boston College with great reputation in the National Football League. It, and it's been kind of off and on the last couple of years, but now it's starting to come on again. Yeah. Uh, we ask this question every week. What was that? What was the big adjustment? What was that big step coming out of college, going to the National Football League? You were drafted by the Detroit Lions. And, you know, what, what was the aha moment for you? I was asked to slow down. They said, you, you're going too hard. You don't block with your head, throw it, run blocking. That I couldn't understand it. And that's when I realized, okay, it's different. Because, um, you know, at BC, when you talk about middle drill, do you guys still do middle we drill? Do. Yeah. It was seven on seven, and it was you going against your best friends. It was bragging rights. It was, you know, yeah, I mean, you know the deal. You know what it was like. So, overall, it was a beautiful thing to, you know, just to see. Uh, we used to go so hard at each other. I mean, I had one small problem. I, it's, I, I knew one speed. I wasn't a dirty player, but it, you know what it's like. You know, when you, you're a young man, I'll share a quick story with you. I was, um, I was the youngest one on our offensive line group. We had Jeremy Trueblood, James Martin, uh, Pat Ross, big man, and myself. I was a retro freshman. And I remember we played a game, and um, somebody was like, who do you think is the easiest guy to beat on the O-line? The youngest guy, right? They, once I heard that, I said, okay. Then everyone's looking as the weak link of the group. And, you know, knowing myself, I didn't want to be that guy because I knew my talent. I knew what I could do. You know, I just knew myself. And to go back with some of the things you were saying, when when you talk about BC Lyman, I know between myself, Josh Beekman, James Martin, and um, Jeremy Trueblood, we had this saying. It was extremely stupid, but it worked for us. We used to say, Coach won't like it. We used to say, what the feet and hands won't do, the heart will make up for it. We may show up to a play. My footwork's all over the place. Hand placement, I'm grabbing the face mat. But if it's an inch we need, we'll find a way to get it. You know, that's who we were. That's, it wasn't always going to be pretty, but we always found a way. Uh, I mean, I was a fighter. I, uh, if <laughs> I was a fighter, you know, I mean, that's what I knew. And, I mean, when you talk about my history, everything, just coming from Massachusetts, being recruited, coach will tell you, we used to go to different schools, places, guys would line up, say, oh, you from Boston, you don't know football. And 
as I kept going against some of those guys, I realized my confidence was growing. I realized, hey, I belong, you know, and that's when I kind of took to the next level. What can you do that I can't do? You have 10 toes, so do I. You know, you have, like, this work ethic, so do I. And what's your wall? And if it's what, you know, whatever it is you have going on at home, that's your extra motivation. Mine's was even bigger because, you know, you know, I was doing it for, you know, for my mom. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps talking about, but, you know, that's – that's one of the things that I believe when it comes to football. If you give yourself a reason big enough, you know, to why you're doing, you know, what you're doing, then you'll be extremely tough to stop. And that's part of the reason why I've lasted so long in the NFL. Great career. I mean, uh, uh, the, the, that transition, moving, watching you grow while you're here at Boston College. And then, you know, you were playing for a lot of things senior year. You came back for your extra year, and it was a tough decision. I know you were thinking about going out. You opted to stay in, and it turned out to be a heck of a decision for you. Uh, yes, it was. I mean, good and bad at the same time. You know, uh, when we came here as a true freshman, we had a goal, and we had 22 freshmen, and all of us could have played for that team our senior year. All of us could have started. I didn't want to be the guy, you know, yes, life could have been great. I could have come back home, taken all these guys out to eat in the brand-new car or invite you know this and that but I want to be part of it and I'm extremely glad that I got to stay did I want to play for Jack Zinski no but I'm glad I, you know I stay and play with my guys and it wasn't great but I'm glad I stay you know just listen soon. to you talk man you fire me up I mean you're talking about what the feet and hands won't do the heart will do this is the kind of stuff to me that just fires me up right being around this kind of guy like with this mentality he just talked about how important the heart is and the intangibles and he talked about coming back to be with his boys to not let them down I mean this is what you're looking for this is what you want when you recruit this is what it's all about right here it's not some of the nouveau stuff you hear it's the old core value stuff that you just heard, and that's what makes him different. I just love, guys, hearing you say that for the young players out there, that what you just said is powerful and important, and it's what football is all about, you know? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. I think we all had goosebumps when you said that. That's certainly not corny. That's an unbelievable statement. I'm sure Coach will bring that to the team this week. You know what? I'm going to because I'm going to talk about it on Friday night because this is the kind of stuff that – it just makes you, you know, so proud to be a part of the sport is when you're dealing with the guys that have this kind of mentality. Yeah. You know, unselfish. And, and that was the epitome of your senior year, as Pete mentioned, coming back. And you play for a team that's one of the best in B.C. history, had a chance to maybe even play for the national championship. You ended up 10th in the country. Ten-year uh, anniversary, a lot of guys coming back Friday to be honored. A lot, of, a lot of your teammates, I'm sure you'll be there as well. What did that team mean to you? I've talked. So some of those guys, they all want to come back. And all these guys, they all still my best friends. Uh, That year you guys saw, that wasn't our best year. I think our best year was freshman year. The reason why I'm saying that, because it's the building up to it, you know, the mindset, certain things that we said we wanted to do. We came in straight out of high school. And the word word that was going around said, you better be ready for the 300-yard shuttle. And without no coaches around, that was myself, Ryan Glassman. We used to show up every day, run those sprints, just to get ourselves right. Because we just wanted to show up right away and help out. And 
if you go through all 22 of those guys, they all had the same mentality. Yeah. You know, they all wanted to play the game for all the right reasons. We all cared. We all, you know, uh, loved each other, respected each other. And we all understood who we were as a team. We knew ourselves, you know. Um, uh, you can talk about talent, you know. Um, who we were at the time, I don't, you know, I don't know the true definition of talent, but to me, talent uh, make play the play you're supposed to make. You know, people used to say we don't have all the right talents to win games in the ACC, but our mindset will show up, get in between those lines, and we'll fight you. We'll find a way, and mm -hmm. if it's a fight you want, at the end of it all, we'll find a way to get out on top. And that was the same mentality for all those guys. I can't go on and on and on. And, I mean, we, uh, the year junior year, Pete probably knows this. Matt Ryan broke his foot mm -hmm. first game of the year. Yep. Finished the whole season Played on a broken season, foot. Right. And Amazing. As an offensive lineman. And that's the difference to me between college and the NFL. NFL, you still have to worry about yourself, you know, because every day you show up, you get judged based on how well you do your job. But at that time, and I turn around, I saw this guy with a broken foot. It's like the light just turned on, you know, <laughs> probably had like three sacks. The Reddick. The rest of the year, we no, no one can touch him. You know, we we cared, we understood each other, and vice versa. If this guy can show up on one foot, why can't I? You know, work my hardest. If it's four or five seconds, that's the accountability we had towards each other. Uh, the discipline, the uh, <laughs> the discipline part of it was amazing. You know, there were so many things. Uh, I remember there were days where. Practice won't be going well, and Coach Brown will pull, either pull me aside, Matt, Jolon Dunbar, and he said, be you, which is a code word, all right. You know, it's your team. If you see a young man that we don't want to coach effort, you know, if you come up to me, you ask me, hey, how do I do it? I'll show you. But if you're not doing it right because, you know, your effort's not up to par with, you know, the way we work, and then it's your problem, and that's when – we go at guys, and one thing Coach used to say, if you go at a guy, just you give him the same right to come right back at you. As an individual, as one of the leaders, once, you know, you want to put yourself in position for some of the guys to look up to you, you also work your tail off because you don't want to give him that, you know, uh, you don't want to be that guy to call him off or something, and you turn around doing the same thing. Right. You know? Tell you what, we could talk to this guy all night. Oh, Wish we had more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. the Sherlock, you're welcome anytime. Great to see you. Continued success. What are you doing quickly? What are you doing now that you're retired? Uh, I own my own real estate development company here in the city. Uh, but it's not even about the company. It's about my surroundings. You know, I came back home 2010 trying to start my own real estate development company. Everyone that I've talked to around the city who was a BC guy all have helped me get to that point and I'm talking from either giving me a business deal telling me don't go left go right or uh you know they've helped me out somewhere or, or the other to me I think that's what BC is all about mm -hmm. you know we've never left anyone behind yep. we've cared about our own and even in the NFL you see BC guys after and before the games we found a way to adjust a different mindset yeah. you know when it's. I think it's a beautiful thing to just go somewhere when no one gives you a chance and find a way to do it. But make a long story short, 
I own my own real estate development company. We like it. Uh, doing some small work around here. Uh, I have my own foundation. We um, we just had a beautiful football camp for the city of Boston. It was all paid for by the Gods of Charlotte's Foundation. Uh, you know, um, I've been doing this thing for the past 25, 20 years. I've lost a lot of um, relationships, you know, with people back home. And now that, now that I'm back home, I, I want to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do as a, you know, as a young man. Giving back was a big deal to me. You know, I still want to do it. We have big and small planes for um for some of the kids so uh that's my new uh that's my new found passion well everybody's better for it now that you're back welcome home god's the shareless continued success thanks for joining us thank you one of the BC greats, Gosner Sherless at Jake and Joe's in Waltham. We'll come back to get our keys to Friday night showdown between BC and Florida State. After this, from Bletzer and Bletzer. They're at the three-yard line of Virginia. Play fake Brown. Look at end zone. Fires. Caught. Touchdown, Tommy Sweeney. The Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light continues. Here again, John Meter Perel. BC and Florida State, Friday night lights at the heights. Got to love that, Coach. That has a great ring to it and a great great uh, kickoff, so to speak, with Gosda Sherlis in the house, an inspiration for all of us, and I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy uh, talking to the team about him this week. Yeah, I mean, I just really just sat here and enjoyed listening to guys talk about all the things that we hold dear at BC in our program and in football. So that was, uh, was, was kind of special right there. It was. Yeah. Pete, a, a mauler, as I said to Coach Adazio. <laughs> Did he define mauling at PC? Uh, a rather large, imposing individual who had, as offensive linemen, we talk about some of the guys that are in the program now. Um, Chris Lindstrom, example. Uh, he was a guy that finished blocks. Oh, yeah. Gosner would finish the block. And that means you get contact, you go to the whistle, and as the whistle's blowing, you bury the dude. You plant them. Yeah. And, I tell you, you, you hear him talk about the mindset of the guys. You know, I love it. That's what it's all about right there. Oh, yeah. And it's not about plays. It's, it's about that. It's about mindset. It's about a toughness and a mindset and a commitment they had to each other. And there's no wonder why they had great success at that point in time. They, uh, they were like-minded guys, you know, and they were all in it together. It's really cool. As we move into our keys to the game, brought to you by the all-new McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, now owned by BC alum Matt McGovern, 777 Washington Street in Newton or at McGovernJeep.com. A mindset, short work week, uh, minus one day, Florida State Friday night. How do you handle the work week to gear up for the Seminoles? Well, what happened was is we had our Tuesday yesterday, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing track of time, today. And uh, tomorrow is our Wednesday, so you know what would have been a player day off on Monday. We're today is we're full boring game plan. It was rough on the coaches yesterday, having to get everything done in time. So it's a mix between getting all the stuff done, getting the reps done, being careful. We're in week nine with no bye week, and uh, we want to make sure our players are also physically fresh. But you know what? As we talk about, we got a bye week next week. we got to run the last uh, 50 meters right now. Find a way to put your hand on the ground and finish right now with everything you got mentally and physically. And that's, that's the mindset that our team has right now, that we're going to go 100 miles an hour on Friday night no matter what it takes. So we're going to spend the next four days, you know, taking care of our bodies, working the game, and, and giving every ounce that everybody has to put into this game. And as far as their defense goes, I heard you earlier today, 
you know, guys like us look at the numbers. Oh, Florida State's down this year. They're hurt. They're wounded. Uh, you say forget about it. It's a elite defense. I know. I'm watching it. Um, I mean, that defense, same defense they thought they were going to be. That defense is legit, and you'll see. Um, you know, we play a lot of really good defenses all year long, and this is as good as as goody as good as. Someone asked me, like, are they like, yeah, like Clemson. I mean, this is a bona fide defense. Now I'm starting to shift over to the offensive side of the ball right now, watching them there. Uh, they've got a really good offensive line, really talented. They've got talented receivers, and uh, they've got talented running backs, um, you know, and the young quarterbacks developing as they go. I think Jimbo Fisher's a heck of a football coach. The guy is a proven coach who's done it everywhere he's been. You're talking about a team that recently won a national championship. And what are we talking about here? Like you said earlier, five-star recruits everywhere. So there's guys. There are athletic, talented guys in that program right now. And you see it on the tape. It's all over the place. But football's a funny game sometimes. And uh, there's a lot that goes into it, you know. And, and, and there's chemistry and everything else that happens. And, and uh, But make no mistake, this is a hell of a program and a hell of a football coach. We talked about it a lot through the course of the first half of the season, playing the iron of the, well, the iron of the conference and, and the iron division within the conference. Throw Notre Dame in the mix really sets you up for a good run on the back end, but these guys are in that class. Oh, sure. I mean, look at these guys, NC State. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a gauntlet. we got to take it one at a time. I think that was the benefit we had a week ago. I mean, you know, uh, but... Uh, you know, we're going to come out of this thing a uh, um, an improved, better football team. You know, each week, uh, you know, when you when you want to, you play against the best, you elevate your level of play. And we're playing some really talented teams, but it's exciting, and it's fun, and uh, you know, you're measuring yourself up against some of the better talent in the country right now. It comes down to making plays when the opportunities present themselves. And and making plays and what Gazer talked about right there. You know. Uh, love of your teammates, not letting your teammate down, uh, playing, playing with unbelievable heart and passion, and uh, really playing the way that we want to be known as BC men. We talk about being a BC man. Being a BC man means doing things the right way, high character, and great toughness. And, uh, you know, we talked about um, the other night, and I know we got to get off the air here. Uh, we listened to a, guy, a motivational talk, and, and it was about just stand. When things are at their hardest, Stand. And keep standing. And, you know, that lesson for our young men and our team is something that, you know, we, we really have talked a lot over the last couple of weeks. And, we, and it was what we went into Louisville with, that uh, no matter how hard it's going to be, we're going to stand and we're going to take it on. And, and that's what we've been doing. So I'm excited about that. And, and that's the greatest building block of all. And no one defined being what a BC guy is all about than Wells Crowther. And he will be honored again. His memory will be honored again no on doubt. Friday night in the Red Bandana game. Coach, Absolutely. good luck. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, Go Sean. get him. Appreciate it. Good job. Talk Thank to you. you. Appreciate it. He's Steve Adazio. He's Pete Cronin. I'm Johnny DeParel. Special thanks to Steve Chaccio, Jason Baum from the BC Sports Info Department, Barry Gallup, and the cast of thousands. Please join us on Friday night at 8 o'clock for kickoff on the BCIMG Sports Network. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Good night from Jake and Joe's. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.